This is the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamberlain. Plant soil feedbacks or interactions between plants and biotic or abiotic aspects of the soil are attracting increasing attention in ecology. Below ground interactions with plants are much less understood than above ground interactions. Wim van der Putten is a professor at the Netherlands Institute of Ecology in the Netherlands. I recently caught up with Vim to chat about a recently published special feature on plant soil feedbacks in the Journal of Ecology. Yeah, my name is Wim van der Putten. I'm working at the Netherlands Institute of Ecology, which is based in Wageningen. Um, and this, uh, in this institute, I'm uh, head of a, tr- a section of a department of terrestrial ecology. And we um, uh, study how plants uh, defend themselves, um, knowing that plants are attacked by above and below ground natural enemies. So we study um, interactions between plants and soil, soil biota, and also above ground biota, and see how these different systems are communicating with each other, and how that ultimately results in uh, the composition of uh, natural vegetation. We are here to discuss the forthcoming uh, special issue, special feature in the Journal of Ecology on Plant Soil Feedbacks, uh, which you organized. Um, for those not in this field of ecology, uh, I wonder if you could explain briefly, uh, you know, what plant soil feedbacks are, and maybe uh, an example of, of them in, in nature. Well, plant soil feedback actually is that whenever a plant is growing in the soil, it changes the biology of the soil and it changes the uh, abiotic uh, conditions in the soil, like nutrients, but also organic matter and pH and so. And these changes in the soil, they have a consequence for the growth of that plant, but also for the growth of subsequent plants of the same species or of other species. And that is actually what is called plant-soil feedback. So in in plant-soil feedback, we integrate all these individual effects of biology and abiotic changes in the soil into one net effect. Um, So so you might wonder where you can see these plant-soil feedback effects. And actually, if you you hike in a forest or if you hike... um, let's say, um, along a gradient uh, where the vegetation changes, for example, um, in dunes or in in wetlands, you always see these changes in vegetation. So plant species X is um, succeeded by plant species Y. And and usually this is an effect of plant soil feedback. And um, if you, for example, look at the... um, at a meadow or um, a lawn where you see clovers, for example, white clover, and then you see patches of those clovers in, in the grassland, in the grass vegetation. And and often you see for, uh, an, an empty spot in the center of such a patch. Mm. And that is really where you can see the effect of plant soil feedback because often in the middle of such a patch, plants are becoming attacked by soil pathogens or root-feeding nematodes. Mm-hmm. And they die out, and they expand to the center, to the to the uh, to the extremes. Uh, so, so that is really plant soil feedback in action. So, what was the motivation behind the special feature? Well, the um, the uh, concept of plant soil feedback was uh, proposed in 1997. Um, following uh, a number of experimental evidences that that were published 
um, in the years before. And then it was, well, relatively quiet in this area. But um, since 2000, some papers appeared in Nature and they became quite prominent. And over the past decade, um, the numbers of papers on plant soil feedback is really increasing very sharply. And at this moment in the Journal of Ecology, about 25% of all papers are dealing with plant soil interactions. So we thought it would be good to um, bring together um, the leading authors in this in this area and some some novels, some young authors in this area, and to to explain to a wider audience what is really the issue, what are the current developments, and what are the challenges for the future. So it sounds like there's many many aspects and questions involved with the field field of study of plant soil feedbacks. Um, what would you say is the most um, well understood aspect of, of plant soil feedbacks? Well, at this moment, just the fact that there is plant soil feedback is already very important. Right. People have published this. <laughs> right. And um, opposite to um, what was the general idea before we really started working on plant soil feedbacks, is that in those days, people um, thought that plants have mostly positive interactions with the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, either through um, symbionts like mycorrhizal fungi or through decomposition. But now it's more uh, appreciated that plants have negative feedback interactions with soils. And actually, most plants have negative feedback interactions. And if not, these plants will become extremely dominant, like invasive species. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is uh, an issue. Uh, well, in the beginning, so in 1993, I had the a paper in Nature on plant soil feedbacks driving succession. And in those days, I was really, um, uh, I had difficulties in, in bringing into this idea because most, well, the general feeling then was that plants had positive feedback interactions with, with soils. Mm-hmm. So that that's really um, sort of a paradigm shift over 25 years. Following on, on that question, what, what would be the least understood aspect of, of plant soil feedbacks? Well, there are still many. Right. Um, one is, uh, one is, um, what is, so we know a lot about plant soil feedbacks in experimental systems, and we use that as a proxy for what's happening in nature. But actually, the major step that we have to make now is, uh, is to go back to nature and test plant soil feedbacks really in, in, in outdoor situations. Mm. Mm. And um, and so how the, the role of plant soil feedback in driving the processes that you can see, how that role is just in proportion to other factors that we are knowing much more about, which is, for example, herbivory or uh, nutrient uh, supply, etc., etc. So that, that's one of the of the least understood aspects, so which is really the translation to the field situation. Mm. But then also we have other things like what's the role in evolution, um, what's the role in diversity, um, uh, relation to e- to ecosystem functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so which traits uh, explain plant soil feedback interactions, mm-hmm. and and also. Um, um, how, how do the different components in the soil, let's say the decomposers and the symbionts and the pathogens, how do they contribute to uh, the net effects of plant soil feedback? Mm. Those are all really less understood effects. 
Mm-hmm. The special feature coming out has has, has uh, a number of papers, and we we don't have time to talk about all of them. Uh, so I wonder if you could highlight one or two of the more important uh, findings or conclusions from from these papers. Well, one interesting uh, result is in the paper by Martin Bissemertal. And in this paper, it is shown that if plants are eaten by above-ground insects, for example, that that eating of the plants is just leaving a, an effect in the soil. Uh, it leaves sort of a legacy effect in the soil of fungi. And um, in time, a next generation of plants is influenced by the soil fringi, which um, then can influence plant-insect interactions and even interactions between insects and their natural enemies. So this shows that plant soil feedback can sort of find its way through quite a complicated uh, um, set of interactions. That's that's quite a a novel finding. Um, And another thing is that, uh, for example, a paper by Richard Bargett um, is sort of placing plant soil feedback in in a hierarchical um, system to explain um, consequences of climate change, and climate change can have many different effects on plant soil feedback. It can change carbon storage in the soil, which changes the soil processes, and that has a feedback effect on plants, but it can also change plant soil feedback through, um, for example, rain shifts of plants, that these plants in the new environment, is, are they, they're doing different things than in the old environment because they're missing, they're lacking sort of the natural soil biota, and that also gives a, a different effect of plant soil feedback. So you mentioned in the introductory abstract uh, to the feature that um, teasing apart the contributions of below-ground biota to plant soil feedbacks remains one of the, the major challenges. Um, so how do you think we can make progress on this? Well, yeah, this is something which is still a challenge from a technological point of view because what we have to do is we have to to, to to separate the different subsystems in the soil. So a decomposer subsystem, which has many, many species, from um, we have to separate that from, let's say, the mycorrhizal fungi and the pathogens. So in one way or the other, we have to try to isolate mycorrhizal fungi and pathogens, and then we have to try to get a, a decomposer uh, community of soil biota and then make um, do experiments where we where we just have either the decomposer organisms or the decomposer organisms and the pathogens or the decomposer organisms and the pathogens and the mycorrhizal fungi, and and this is really difficult because you cannot pick out the different biota from the soil, so you have to do this through complicated sieving techniques and and separation techniques. And we are working on this now, but it's, it, technologically it's quite a challenge. So it seems like part of that challenge would be taxonomic, just the fact that you have a lot of very small little um, organisms, and especially with the bacteria and, and fungi. But uh, is, is the taxonomy below ground still, still quite unclear, or is that worked out mostly? Well, speaking about bacteria, that's really a, a horror thing, speaking because... We we don't know uh, many of them yet. I think about only one percent of the bacteria are culturable, mm. and about five percent are known. And um, 
And then these bacteria, they, the species concept is very difficult because they may exchange genes uh, in soil. So they behave quite different from what we know of plants and insects and so on. And also many other soil groups like fungi and nematodes are still quite unknown. So, um, so that is one of the uh, only complicating factors and one of the challenges. Uh, well, maybe we don't have to know them all, but we, at least we need to um, develop techniques to, um, to separate them and to, to, to manipulate them in experimental uh, designs. So after reading, you know, the special feature in the journal, what, what do you expect? I mean, everybody's different, but what, what are the take-home messages that, that from your perspective from, from the special feature? Well, an important take-home message is that um, what, you, what you see is caused by, by something that you don't see. Right. So if you see, if you see changes in vegetation, um, these changes are, are largely caused by, by, by things that you don't see, the creatures in the soil. And, um, and another thing is that and this is still, even um, at the university where I teach, Wageningen University, if you, if you then get students in the master's course, they, they still think that uh, most um, patterns and processes in vegetation are caused by nutrients and by abiotic soil factors. So it's very important for people to realize that the biota and the soil play an important role in structuring vegetation dynamics. And if, if we have, let's say, made everybody aware of that, I think we have achieved something major. Right. right. And, and I hope that we, by giving these examples, that we um, encourage many ecologists to uh, sort of stick their head in soil and start just thinking about how um, pedogrant organisms could influence uh, the interactions of the processes that they are studying. So what are your thoughts about the state of knowledge of plant soil feedbacks in ecology um, after this um, set of papers? Um, you know, what, what has changed in the past um, 20 years and, and what, what do you think or hope will, or, uh, will, happen, will happen now? Well, what has changed in the past 20 years is that now many, many people, many ecologists are aware that uh, that plant soil feedback plays a role in natural vegetation. About 20 years ago, I was um, um, working in the Netherlands, and Jim Beaver was working in the United States on plant soil feedback, and we were sort of uh, the, one of the few who, who were considering these, these sort of effects, and it took about seven, eight years after our first papers that uh, that other people started publishing about these issues as well. And at this moment, uh, I think many more people are aware that plant soil feedback is everywhere. So we had a, a symposium at the Ecological Society of America meeting in Portland last year, and we had a room full of um, ecologists. So I think there were 300 ecologists or so. So it is read that was the biggest symposium at the ESA. So I think that people are quite aware that plant soil feedback is is playing a role. Um, also the um, the uh, appreciation that um, many of these feedback effects are caused by negative interactions so between plants and the natural enemies that has also increased um, that, that awareness. And um, 
I think at this moment uh, we really um, are in for a sort of a global inventory to see where plant soil feedback is playing a role and how and uh, and and that we should study the mechanisms so see if the mechanisms are the same in tropical rainforest as in temperate grasslands for example as in forests and um, and I think we we also are uh, at the stage of, of, of trying to understand evolutionary consequences. So there are some researchers working on this, uh, especially some in the United States. And um, and now I think that we should study these evolutionary consequences also in relation to uh, land use change and climate change, invasions. So so these are really the. Um, the issues that should start now to be uh, to be investigated. So I think that over the past 20 years we have created awareness and we have sort of established that this concept is is, is really there and that this needs to be addressed and should be part of ecology. And now we really should sort of um, start understanding the mechanisms and try to come up with generalizations. We have been speaking with Vim Vanderputen for the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamberlain.